0: Random aside, there was a movie from 1993 on Turner Classic Movies tonight, and it made me feel quite old. 1993. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna guess what
1: movie this is. Get well, you, I need a hint. I mean, I, I can If you just give
0: me 1993, it's. Uh, <laughs> it's oh, here's your yeah, the, the lead actor got an Oscar and was out acted in the movie by the supporting. Uh, it's gonna be something
2: like uh, Out of Africa. Ninety-three like was
1: that 80s um, I don't
0: know
2: um english patient
0: that's a good guess but uh, rough i was getting that is it is it a comedy is it a
1: romantic comedy
0: it is definitely not it is named for an american city how about that all right is it is it philadelphia it hey, is tom call. hanks won the oscar and got his ass tied in knots by denzel washington yeah you, you know what? That's a streak, though,
1: because he did that, and then he did Forrest Gump, and I think after that he did
0: Apollo 13. That's a good run.
2: And then Seven Private Ryan. Boom, 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 boom.
0: So you're, you're saying blame Philadelphia for Tom Hanks. Got it. <laughs> um, how, how about them Rams to do a little awkward segue? Ooh, how about those that's Rams? Good. There's our streak. You did it. Done, we ain't you done, ain't done yet. You did it, Joey. We ain't done Started yeah. a podcast, and we started a Super Bowl week or two weeks.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Fortnite. Is, is, is that a fortnight? 14, 14 days is a fortnight, right? Is
0: that is, you can't say that word? Yeah. That's uh, trademarked now by Epic Games. How dare oh, you? You now owe them thirty absolutely. million dollars or something. I don't
2: know. And Wimbledon's gonna have to pay a lot of money for that.
0: At three K underscore, that's me. At Seattle Rams <laughs> underscore NFL. Hello, Robert. Oh my man, my man. At L.A. Rams, 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 Joseph. We're going formal names now. We've made the Super Bowl. We have to go all formal names. We shouldn't even give Twitter handles. Uh, my LinkedIn account. No, I don't. <laughs> exactly. You
1: can find me on Friendster, but I have a bunch of numbers, and it's actually a Gin Blossom's album cover is my name in Friendster. No, I actually the cash app. don't have my Cash normal. app. Oh, we've <laughs> gone to the Cash app. <laughs> Brought to you by Hyundai. My formal name is Joey, by the way. I'm not a Joseph. we out the oh, way. What Jesus is the informal content. name?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> every, every, everything's Joey. It's it's Joey across the board Joey. on the birth certificate, on the driveway. I just... Yeah, Jay, I do. It. There had to be you know a what?
0: name at some point.
1: Um,
0: I never went by
1: another name. It's
0: always. There was a big, nickname, sometimes we call me Joe. even inappropriate. There had to be something that 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 supplanted joey as a go-to there had to be come on man you
1: you know what no well i remember when i was a softball team and this this we guy go. started he gave me the nickname of Stinkfinger.
0: this part of the podcast has been removed for obvious reasons we now rejoin the podcast later in the show
1: yeah i'm sorry <sighs> um but i remember because when we played the softball game we would kind of do the like up at bat, you know, number four, stink Joey finger. stink finger a coin, and I remember one time my parents went to the game, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough way to explain. So how come you don't talk to your dad anymore?
0: Well, my nickname made him sad. Robo, you had to have some kind of nickname.
2: Uh, you, no, we we can't go into my nickname on the show. Yes, <laughs> it's we can. This thing that says which is the stink finger. Uh, well with my last name of forehand, there are always uh, mm. variations of that, right? Mm. Yeah, there is the there's the foreskin, which mm. was which was often used to as hey foreskin, because <laughs> it's like teenage boys and it's being called calling someone foreskin is kind of funny. Yeah, so that was that was I mean, if we're talking just like douchey kids being Purra. douchey kids, yeah, it was always foreskin
0: was i played uh, basketball and i was the specialty three-point shooter my game was deep shots and so since my name was mackety it became smack a three and then it became smack at anything anything that became smack and then there was smacks the cereal and anything smack was in the go so it was not yeah. as not nearly as enjoyable as stink finger or foreskin <laughs> no. Well, you got to well, have foreskin. That. That's that ready for the table. Me. The best the best character in Game of Thrones is St- Stinkfinger Foreskin. Easily the best.
1: <laughs> I don't trust him. I don't believe that All he's on, on the Fred side of the end. telling
0: me that Stinkfinger Foreskin is coming <laughs> across the
1: Westeros. <laughs> he's very <laughs> friendly with the Frey family. I'm
0: sure he is. Uh guys, we won the NFC Championship. Ugh. all right, For, first first did we is there an asterisk? <laughs> I mean I've <laughs> certainly this is the I, I like the way you asked that. There's no fucking asterisk, of course that start start with the setting. Joey, where were you? Well you I were was with actually, Robert De Niro and the president. Exactly. <laughs> so,
2: and were sharing <laughs> some some ceviche.
1: So I'm staring at a hoker's butt, covered in <laughs> cocaine, and I'm thinking to myself, I should be paying more attention to the game. And you're at the game? No so I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I was like, um, I can use this straw after the game. So anyways, I was not doing any of that. I was at my uh, mother's house because um, I was able to have her kind of watch the kids. And I, was, I did what you guys do, and I just watched the game alone.
2: I didn't do that yesterday.
1: Oh.
0: What did you Whoa. do? What did you do, Robo? What tradition? with?
2: Dun dun dun! I went to uh, Nick Martin's house. Uh, oh, Ed that's Martin. right, I did I, see. I went,
0: you t- yeah, that's right.
2: Went to, went to Nick, he's a big Twitter guy. Uh, takes over some TST, uh Twitter handles or so in IG when he goes to games. So you guys might see some of Nick stuff every once in a while. But so he's like honorary TST. So when he, I went to his house, and uh, Tevin came over. Tevin and his his and his, uh, and his uh, lovely fiance. Wife? Fiance? Are they married? They're fiancé. Uh, came over, and there were a few other people. There was a Cowboys fan there. There was a, there was a poor Saints fan who I fucking felt really bad for because he was a nice guy, but not that bad. In Seattle. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And then who else was there? And there was a Seahawks fan there. There was like, you know, all these guys were next friends. And then Tev and I came over, and we watched the game, and and that's what we did. We we, we watched the game together with the Saints fan, with a Cowboys fan who was just, you know, he was playing the house money. He's like, yeah, you know, you guys, you guys had our ass. I'm kind of hoping you just run all over these guys and and make make me feel you know not as bad about losing to you guys eventually. So it was it was fun. It was good good conversation, good banter back and forth of group of dudes just have getting into it, and it was, group it was, of dudes. It was good stuff. <laughs> no hookers, no straw, no blow.
0: Uh, Joe, so totally, what about you? Totally unlike Joey's mom's place. Um, <laughs> I went to the lake. Hey, she, made some, she made some cookies. All right. She, she made a delicious Cocaine Queso, which, by the way, <laughs> is a great band name. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it. I'm giving that maybe up for an point. album name. An album called <laughs> Cocaine Queso. I'm pretty sure Chris Christopherson at some point <laughs> made a track called Cocaine Queso.
2: I'm willing to bet that Cocaine Queso is on Jared Goff's playlist right now.
0: Also, pretty yeah. sure Chris Christofferson had a said. track named Stinkfinger foreskin. skin. he <laughs> totally did. That's true.
1: That's true. way above. The right person. after the silver tongue devil and I.
0: Uh, no, I went to the lake, man. Uh, my wife knew that I wanted to avoid the pitfalls, especially if you get invited. That's what's tough. Is if you're like, oh fuck it, man, I'm gonna watch the game by myself. I'm gonna be secluded. I don't have to worry about people who don't care. I don't have to worry about fans of other teams. I certainly don't have to worry about Saints fans. But if if you don't go somewhere and, hey, somebody says, you know, hey, we're getting together for the game. Nick says we're getting for the game. Your mom says, hey, you guys want to come over for the game. I'm making you have, cookies come over. You, oh, you have that risk factor. I was not willing to uh, deal with the risk factor and my wife was kind enough to get a cabin. It was the right environment, but I had the reaction that I saw you had, Robbo, That I had, and I'm sure you did, Joey. Where it was, it was elation. It was, um, it was the culmination of emotions that we've kind of been, you know, trying to put off out of fear for not being able to feel them because you know so many teams, and we were that we were that close to not feeling them, but in the end, uh, we got the chance to feel what Super Bowl entrance feel, which is the the joy of knowing that you made it to the final game.
2: Yeah, it was, that, that part was the best. I mean, as I, as we mentioned last part or a couple of parts ago uh, about my, my, my penchant for watching games alone and not wanting to do that just because it's just what I enjoy. And you, you kind of, that's what you just did, Joe. But it was like, well, you know what? I'm well, if we actually do do this, I kind of want to experience it with some, with some, with some buddies and, and just have that, you know, camaraderie. Cause anyone listening to this, is interested in the Rams. Some of you may be new, and some of you may be old, but you're not immune to the fact that this team has sucked for a long time, and we've just recently become good. And there's levels of how long we've been suffering as fans, but whatever. But it's as my as someone who's done it for a long time. I just I wanted to you know, share that elation and all that with with people who could appreciate it. And I mean, I would run around my house and do all that by myself, and that's great. And for the Super Bowl, I'm definitely checking out and doing it by myself. Uh, but I was glad I did because it was it was great to just experience that. You know, you saw in the picture. You know, Tevin and, and Nick and I were just sitting there waiting for the GZ kick, and it happened. We just spontaneously jumped up and started acting like fools and hugs. And I mean, and then we all kind of took a moment to ourselves, and we came back. And it was it was it was really a cool moment. And then you know, after I you know like five minutes later, I I went over and had to uh you know try to pep up the the same guy who was who was pretty bummed, but. It was great to be able to just do that with other people because it's not my norm. I, I, you go to bars and things. I like to listen to commentators because I can bitch about the stuff they said or whatever. And you can't get that in a bar. You can't, you can't. You lose a lot. You're talking. You're distracted. And so I typically don't do it. I did it this time, but Super Bowl, it's it's me, myself, and my in my cone of silence.
0: What about you, Joey? What was your, what was the, what was yeah. the release at the end of the game? What was your reaction? Uh, obviously, you were around other people who weren't as invested as you were well no i mean i i was it was basically i was just watching it by myself because right. i um
1: i had my mom kind of she was like playing with with augie and the you know in the cooking you know she do, yeah exactly so i was just standing in front of the tv and i was um you know sometimes behind and sometimes on the uh right on time with the dvr but i think usually when i watch games i i I like to be behind, like maybe five, six, seven minutes, mm. so I can get through the commercials, and um, and then usually by the time like the game's like um, crunch time, there's five minutes left. Then I like to kind of just be live, and that's how I I did it with this game. And by the end of the game, I really I was surprised, not surprised, but I had no idea what was going to happen. Mm. And I know some people think, like, oh, yeah, we were going to win it. But, like, just watching the the ups and downs in the pacing of the game, it was just felt, like, unpredictable. It just huh. didn't seem like the momentum felt d- didn't feel as strong as some games where you're like, oh, man, this team is rolling. Like, there's no way the other team could stop them. And then that, you know, like the Kansas City Chiefs-Rams game, that felt more like this – back and forth of scoring these touchdowns it was exciting. And here, you know, you had a lower score and I felt like there's a lot of just other parts of football that were happening. More just the the defense played a bigger role than I really thought was gonna happen in the game. I thought it was gonna be more Playoff football. Yeah, but I think um it was such this um this kind of knockdown drag out fight. Yeah and uh so it just it just felt like in in a very
0: positive way extremely exhausting it was no i i totally agree with that that word choice it was exa- it took me a while it took me a couple of hours honestly to to get through the exhaustion if if you look at the win probability for the game it was decidedly on the Saints' side throughout the game the only point that it really tilted in our favor before the very end was the uh <laughs> After the third quarter, when we scored the uh, the Higby touchdown to go 17 to 20, and then when we started coming back in the fourth quarter with that drive, the probability for the first time in the game tilted to our side. So for the most part, it was a Saints-heavy game, so it was exhausting. It just kind of like, yeah, it just happened really fast, and it, and it wasn't this
1: viral moment. It wasn't like, oh, wow, he's jumping up and down. Like, we got really put that on the internet. Um, and, you know, sometimes I think when there's a big moment that you're invested in uh it's just sometimes nice just to kind of have it and not have it be this <clears throat> kind of thing i kind of stop and agree and take a photo of it you know but other times it's if you get it yeah i'd love to have some photos you know but um i think the interesting thing about it too is the way um everyone else is kind of looking at it where they go oh yeah the rams like." They're fun to watch, and I think people like watching the games when they're on. Like I think it's not like they're a boring team to watch. I just feel like people are still getting to know the team. Right. I was listening to the Bill Simmons podcast and they didn't know who Nikal Roby Coleman was. <laughs> they were like, Oh yeah, like the guy, like the defensive guy, you know, and it's like just on a national level, like they talk about football on a podcast sometimes twice a week. And Bill Simmons was like vaguely familiar with a John Johnson the yeah. third. You know, like he wasn't like, oh yeah, he went to Boston College and he did this, this, and this. Like this is what the Rams think of have No idea. It was like they barely knew who. Yeah. And 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 I and I think what what the interesting thing that now we have is this sort of talk of an asterisk because yeah, we 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 can explain it in any, any way we want, but we're going to be explaining it in these conversations that I wish we weren't having. So it could be like. Yeah, like you, you could defend it away, but it's like it just sucks that we have to talk about this blown PI call so much in the next well, couple let's weeks. Do it. It, it's just, it's unfortunate. You it know? is,
0: but let's do it. Let's start there. It's unfor- unfortunate. We both wrote about it, Joey. You and I, um, wrote about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the sign. Uh, unfortunately, and I, I think we. What's good is we took two different texts from this. Unfortunately, it's the signature play of the game. I took the unfortunate side. You kind of took the signature side of it and and did it from a Rams fan's perspective because it it deserves to have both of those aspects where for, for, for everything that went into this game, an overtime game in the NFC Championship, we're talking about an error in officiating and that doesn't serve that doesn't serve anybody well. That doesn't serve the refereeing crew. It doesn't serve the Rams. It doesn't serve the Saints. It doesn't serve the fans well. It doesn't serve any of us well. And uh, that's what we have to build on going into this game, for better or for worse. I'm trying to
2: I'm trying to think because I didn't write about it. Um, there's nobody in America who's being honest with himself that does not think that was a clean play. The refs. They missed it. They they missed it. And I've seen every angle from it a hundred million times. I've talked to people about it, whatever. Um, they blew it. I call Roby Coleman said he blew it. Uh, it there's there's no, no dispute in it. But you know what? It's not the first time that someone missed her, a blatant call. It's not going to be the last time. Like you wrote, it's football. Uh, Joey wrote, it's football. It's It's what happens. And it's things like this could be the instrument of change and it's going to be a bummer that the instrument of change comes at one fan base's expense but that's what happens in life things happen you've got a things you know things that really matter and the public eye happen and you try to make change and you move on from it one team's elation is another team's um you know misery but that's just what happens I, i i'm I, it's going to be a huge topic in the sure. offseason when they go to meetings and as it should be. And there's going to be some rule changes. Now now people are getting crazy and talking about we need to change overtime rules. And no, no. You know what? You can start with maybe making some of these plays that are bang, bang and reviewable because there's still the human element of be, being referee. Uh, replay is accepted now. It's not like it's not a new thing anymore. They've tweaked it a couple of times. If you can add this to the coach's challenge list of things you can challenge. You know, if he, if he uses a challenge toward in the game and then this happens in the two minute and Sean Payton's out of challenges, well, it's, that's tough if you use the ball. However, if you still have one available and you can you can review that, they review everything else. We saw the Kansas City Chiefs and, uh, and Patriots game. Julian Edelman right. tries to feel the punt. The ball skipped over his thumbs by right. a millimeter and they watched it for five minutes with every replay they had. And it looks to me like they got it right. Originally the field that was called is, you know, he touched the ball. They can add this to something like that. You know, he is clearly there before the ball gets there. It's a bang, bang play. But when you slow it down, referees are also human. They don't have a chance to to slow things down. They just have to make the call. If you're slightly out of position, you know what? It's, it's how it is. So maybe that's what this good comes from. This is, it's not going to make Saints fans feeling happier and it's not going to really impact Rams fans. You know what? As I said, this isn't the first time. It's not the last time. It's going to happen again. And people are going to be outraged about it. It just happens to be our time. So is it is it a bummer? Uh, yes. But it's, as Joey said, I'll it's football.
0: Two things before, Joey, you need to weigh in here is, number one, the, the, the thing that I worry about is that the NFL and fans, the fans of any team, not just Saints, but fans of any team are going to look at this and say, oh, we need to fix this situation where there's a a pass interference call that doesn't get called at the end of the game. That, that's an issue, sure. But the issue should be that any call doesn't get appropriately adjudicated, and not just ones at the end of the game. We, we'll get to this. But there were there were tons of non-calls against the Rams yeah. that were in other quarters. If those happened on the last drive of the game, people would be freaking out about those calls. So it just because you had a call – the proximity of which was so close to the end of the game, shouldn't make that the important call. It, sh- it shouldn't It should say, oh, we need to fix pass interference. Well, yeah, we should. Yeah, we, exactly. We should, we, sure, we should fix pass interference, but what if there's a r- roughing the passer? What if, what if Nikel Roby Coleman hadn't touched him and they called pass interference on him? What if you yeah. know it had been any of a dozen other calls? It, it, it doesn't matter that it was just this one call, just this one instance. The NFL needs to be more proactive about, you know, creating a system that de- that deals with these things before they happen. And that was kind of the piece that I wrote. I, I will say this though: that there is an aspect of, and and this is just the fun part of what we get to do on tertial Radio is, what did refs do before replay or before like HD TV? How did how did any of us have any idea? Like I I, I don't even remember. I, I don't remember how we watched football when when you talk about that 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 uh, who was it? Edelman right with the uh, punt return there yeah. there is no yeah. way fifteen years ago that we would have had any idea it's, that we would have had any idea what happened on we would have gotten the player wrong we would have gotten the play wrong we would have just guessed at the time. The Chiefs we would be playing we would in the have, Super Bowl we would is have what ticked would off seven minutes on the clock uh. The clock is set at 12.04. Please reset it to 6.13, I think. I don't even know. <laughs> um, first down, who knows? <laughs>
2: that's, that's social media in general, right? I mean, it's it's with, with everyone having a camera in their pocket and the ability to post it and, and share it with yeah. millions and billions of people with a push of a button. That, that brings about this extra scrutiny we didn't have that back then back then you had you had two cameras at a game ooh, maybe right and one you on the sideline one of the, maybe one uh you didn't you had your replays were uh were on saturday morning with uh like with like a, a half hour show with 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 Howard Cosell or something you just you just didn't have all that stuff so with technology comes change and that's just the world we're in yeah. it's if, if this game was on TCM, <laughs> we, would, we, would, we would. Right after Philadelphia.
0: Philadelphia. Oh, oh turn to classic movies. NFL. Replay. Would you, would you, well, think, you Joey, know, what
1: should take on the call. Well, it just made me think of the immaculate reception where if that was broadcast now, maybe that play wouldn't happen because you would have 13 different views. You know, you had how, how many different uh, shots to angles did you have on that play? You know, like maybe, you know, Someone brought that point up today, just, I thought that was kind of um, interesting that maybe like, they... so, it, mm-hmm. you know, I it, thought it was good. to me, yeah, it, yeah definitely because the, cause cause the visibility up, on that, I, I, I kind of think, and I, I don't know how many people have been bringing this up, but I, I mentioned the, the thing that I wrote today about the, um, the PI call is the fact that this, I felt like the Superdome played a character in this game and some Ram fans Don't want to you know say that the crowd was really a factor, but I think it definitely was in the first half. Really thought it affected Jared Goff, and I think it really affected the referees. And that's Joey's hot take of the week.
0: Is (laughs) well, (laughs) here's my question: Is how much did the first half affect the referees, and how much how much did the petition and just the 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 idea that unlike the Chiefs Patriots game, the referees in the Saints and Rams game knew there was attention on them specifically, and at least towards the end of the game, whether it was the face mask for the Rams, the pass interference call, they just weren't going to throw their flags at almost anything.
2: Well, there were seven penalties against the Rams for 64 yards and three for the Saints. So that's not a lot, you know, though. If, I, mean, if, I mean,
0: that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, it's ten
2: in, a, 10 in a game, especially, but it, you know, the ten idea was, Jeff Fish was Lassard, play, there were still twice as many on the Rams. I can
0: get 10 and a quarter. Let me Let's let me get, get my game together. Together. this game.
1: Greg <laughs> Roberts, still will twice as ten many. Ten penalties. Pen. No problem.
2: Roger Saffold used to give you ten like tag.
0: Well. I mean, there were still twice as many penalties. I can do nine penalties. Ooh name game that game. Game.
2: yeah I, I just think I just think that there were there were twice as many called on the Rams in that game and so you know up until that point no one had a problem with the referees so It was like hey, that's great it was just the egregiousness I mean that being at the end of the game all this other stuff I mean I, I, I was going to talk about this in a few minutes but I'll, I'll bring it up now because we're going there do it uh, Sean Payton's a douche <laughs> because every and he deserves this loss and you've Listen to this podcast, you know what, what I think of Sean Payton. Fuck him. Fuck you. Someone asked me to say this, so fuck you, Sean Payton. Um how many coaches in the NFL, if they had the ball on the thirteen yard line under two minutes, the clocks you just got under oh. two minutes, and you have first and ten on the thirteen and all you need is a field goal to win this <laughs> game. How many of them throw them first down? What? Out of out of all of the all the coaches in the NFL, do all of them throw it or do they all of them run it? Be, you run uh, the ball three times. You force them to, to use their timeouts and then when you kick the field goal, you give the ball back to the Rams with less than thirty seconds left and no timeouts. He deserved to lose that game because he's a douche, he's an arrogant POS and you know f him and his in the in the Saints float he rode in on. That's so that's- there's there's that I mean that's that's yeah. what really annoyed me because If he had run the ball three times, this wouldn't even be a thing, and they'd be going to the Super Bowl. Well, he's just his douchiness overtook this game, and then he's looking for a bailout, which you know he should have got, but he didn't.
0: But that—that's kind of my grievance with the non-call. Isn't isn't the specificity of you know by not calling it the Saints don't deserve to get to run the ball or whatever? It's that. Is that Sean Payton had failures during this game, and that was a clear one. And, and their defense had failures during the game. They also had non calls so that we talked about the face mask. We talked. Did, we didn't talk about yeah, the donkey stomps. Those, those were, were very, very egregious, strange. and well, I've never no, really seen that
1: not called. Weird. I mean, that felt like it reminded me of of was it Albert Hainsworth when he stepped on his face? It was like yeah, it,
0: yeah. No. And see we had one. That was not like a running jump. That was like a Super Mario yeah, Odyssey like, move. Yeah, like it Goomba. was like the, the
1: natural disasters. Remember the, the earth, earthquake? Yeah, I think that there was a lot of plays that weren't called. And zero time on the play clock was another big one. You had, you know, Toma Kasu stood up and he pointed Multiple at the, at the Many clock, times. and then they just kept playing. I mean, it was crazy. Did you guys feel like... But- the, the fact that Nicole Roby Coleman was honest after the game with the reporters and he just was like, yeah, I did that. Did you felt like in one way, I was like, yeah, good for him. And another way, it kind of made it worse because it gave if it, it put a bullet in the gun, I felt like for people that were really mad about it, because they were like, he admitted it. Like ah, you know, but you know, like there's an article in Sports Illustrated today where they're talking about like a little known NFL rule that could make Roger Goodell could order this game to be
0: replayed or But that that oh, here's the question it might have put a bullet in the gun, but the gun shouldn't be pointed at the Rams. That's not or or Nikel Roby Coleman the gun should be pointed at the NFL. They think about think about all the things that we've heard since it happened about making pass interference, you know, replayable or we need extra officials in the booth to be able to review this or oh, anything to the to the degree of this is not acceptable. We need to prevent this from ever happening again. Well, guess how many fucking years you've had, you've had to be able to implement this. Why would you wait until it happens to do it? That's that's nobody's fault on the Rams. It's not Mikel Roby Coleman's fault that they haven't implemented extra officials or replayable pass interference. The the, the NFL has known for years that they have a problem being able to officiate this where you, you have these kinds of issues, especially at the end of games, that can completely sway things. They haven't done their part in order to fix it. That's not the Rams' fault. That's not the Calo we Colt's fault. That's the NFL's fault. Okay, wait. You know, a bigger thing is,
2: from the NFL, how many times have they changed their head of officiating? Sure. It's Mike Piera, and then it's Dean Blandino. Now it's Al Riverton. Now I'm here and I want to go back to Dean Blandino because he wanted more money, so they got rid of him. I mean, there's much to blame as well because they don't have any stability at the top. Okay, of the, here's, here's the a question chain. I got. So, I, I again, got for you
1: just about who, putting the blame on a on a player because the one point that was brought up is that Roby Coleman knew that he was committing a penalty when he um when, when he hit him before the ball came yeah. and he knew he got beat and he was like I'm gonna do this anyways and some people think of that as cheating because thinking oh maybe i can get away with this and he did get away with this so in in one way the blame goes to him by by a lot of people because they think oh here's a guy who cheated and got away with it and that's that's unjust and the anger grows from there um i need to
0: find a mp3 for a fart noise <laughs> <laughs> unjust <laughs> a no. player committed a penalty unjust yeah, <laughs> guess but what? I think Plains commit penalties. I mean, how many? How <laughs> many? Here's a question: How many holding calls were called in this game? Do you, uh, I have no idea. I don't remember any. Any clue? Was there? James does, they don't actually have a breakdown
2: <laughs> of the actual penalties, do they? I'm looking.
0: Do we, we want to actually believe that there was I don't, no holding? Roder well, <laughs> <number laughs> Saffold had a had a
1: penalty, but I think it was off sides I don't think it was holding.
2: Yeah, he would um, start, right? Did he false
1: start? I forget, but I remember he did get a penalty. But, well, we had um, a
2: number of special teams penalties is- on kickoffs and things like that. Uh, yeah. We telling- Players commit penalties
0: all game. That, trying to cheat. All game. How many
2: guys do you see trying to catch a ball as they go to the, ga- the ground that moves and they pop up like they caught it, and it's acting?
0: Uh, you you know, I-, I have a problem with that pitcher. That pitcher did not – that ball that he just threw was not a strike. It was well outside right. the strike zone. I can't believe he cheated us. You know what? If
1: we end up playing the Saints next year in New Orleans, (laughs) holy shit! Yeah, we'll we'll probably, yeah, we might play them at home, and um, they're going to be pissed. They do not like the. Can I
0: start a petition for Vinovich and his crew (laughs) to be the the referee? Can I do the anti petition? He must be the referee. Absolutely.
1: The crowd at the Superdome kind of made this game chaotic it felt like with the first half and you with know especially one. with, with, with jared great. Goff.
0: how great how good was that though how it fun was, was that to know that you're in the enemy's yeah. environment and they're up for it well, and awesome. it just makes
1: me you know we're talking about my boy jared goff the fact that he had to use Sean Panyon's helmet in the first quarter because his wasn't working and he, could, he couldn't get his place. Because you gotta think that Jared relies on Sean McVay so much that can you imagine him out there in the middle of the field, places going nuts, third down, and he can't hear what McVay's
0: play is called. <laughs> Here's my yeah. question, Joey, uh, uh... and th- this is for you. you, 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 you we got to we got to talk That's about we got to we got to set aside a couple minutes for golf because it was fantastic. <laughs> why, why, why was Sean Manion's helmet working and Golf's wasn't? Conspiracy. There's there, there, someone <laughs>
2: someone from the Saints got to it. Conspiracy yeah. theory.
0: Does does Golf spend all his pregame preparation like getting ready for the game, and Sean Manion's like fuck the playbook, yeah. man. It's oh, all you know well, not,
1: I'm sure Jared Goff. It, I'm sure Jared Goff left the be- left it yeah. on. <laughs> it was in the locker
0: room. Did Sean Man
1: sabotage? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then once once uh Jared Goff just turns to Man, he goes, Yo, give me your helmet. He's like, my plan foiled again. He sounds <laughs> like a Shakespeare character. <laughs>
0: When Jared went out there, was he like, "Hey, Coach McVeigh, I can't hear you," and Sean just t- turned to him like uh, Rain Wilson in the office style, "Coach, I can hear you <laughs> clearly, crystal clear, <laughs> every
1: word." Put me in, and your plays will come out exactly the way you wanted. And then old Jared's on the field, just throwing off his back foot, back foot, getting goofy, which he did in in overtime. Jared Goff definitely threw off his back foot and got goofy because.
0: Uh, let, let's do it. Let's do it. This is your th- Joey. This is your chance. You've waited all season for Jared Goff. Not, not, not to. Not. It didn't even matter that the first half wasn't great. Who cares? This was this was the NFC Championship, and in the fourth quarter, and in the in the overtime period, Jared Goff was fantastic, and he led the team to come back and tie the game, and then led them to the win, Joey. Dude, it was. The hero. I mean, seriously, Robbo. I, morning I,
1: morning. I, I, it's was like, night. I was like an old, it's like, like a, night. like a dad at it's like a high to school.
0: <laughs> a to the go, 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 go! <laughs> it's <laughs> you.
1: No, I mean, I really felt like a proud dad, like I was in the stands, like watching my kid. But but there was something super fun about the way he played in the overtime because. That definitely felt like he was throwing off his back foot and getting goofy because those two throws to Higby,
0: he wasn't even throwing off his back foot. He was throwing off like the back yeah. heel and the back, the back He's of his hand. He was he was so yeah. far
1: down. It it, it 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 felt like how you would script it in a movie. Like it, it kind of reminded me of the way like they do it in movies with like Kurt Russell and Best of Times or Cantorise in the the Replacements. But it had this underdog. Quality and, and I loved that he had these big moments to, to Tyler Higby, his best bro. It felt like him and Higgs were only just had, tossing the guac. They were just tossing the guac in the backyard, just you know, just riffing, talking,
0: talking about guac toss on three, go. guac toss go on three. I d- I do I do kind of want to juxtapose the idea, especially because oh. for so many other teams, they got the Senior Bowl coming up, is that they're going to talk about quarterbacks in the pocket and you know look at his throwing motion look at him when he has his feet set jared goff won this game by throwing guac off of one foot but hopping backwards without being able to see his receiver did he
2: mahomes that did he he did no no
0: no no he got that don't 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 Don't, give mahomes credit he got it he got it Yes.
2: But that's the shit that people have been talking about Mahomes for, for six weeks. And All he did it his way. Different arm angles, everything. I don't know look,
0: whatever. Well, Jared and, no
2: looked that packed. He and, no looked
0: it you, because it was Cam Jordan was on top of him. You know what the difference is? Mahomes makes it look pretty. Goff, Goff makes go. it look ugly.
1: He does. Goff makes he makes it look, makes it look, good, look ugly. He, he goofy
0: foots the shit out of it.
1: Yeah, he's he's awkward sometimes. But he had that beautiful throw. Just that dime. Oh, yeah. And, yep. and and then he also had that great throw to Cook. I felt like he did a great job getting Brandon Cooks some 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 great passes, and that that one that after the catch play was was amazing. But I felt like the receivers were just really effective in the game. I felt like Josh Reynolds was no. was a big
0: deal. Mm. Oh, I, and, I was about to say let's say let's do this. Mm. The one that he you could say he missed it to to Josh Reynolds. When he kind of back-shouldered it to him and Josh Reynolds had to twist around. Yeah. You know what that was, Rob? That was a spirit throw. That was a spirit throw to Cooper <laughs> Cup. That's exactly what that was. It's amazing.
2: Are you feeling <laughs> me? He threw it out there and Cooper Cup's spirit helped spin Josh Reynolds in the
0: right direction. He threw it to Cooper Cup. It just so happened that Josh Reynolds was there in physical form.
1: Yeah. Josh and you Reynolds know, somewhere, has, just Cooper Cup is just standing behind. there, just like nodding really slowly. He's like, that's my boy. No,
0: jo- Cooper Cooper Cup was in his backyard running that route, like <laughs> just to make this. Just to make like, like like avatar. avatar. <laughs> his corporal form, <laughs> just to make sure.
1: Yeah, like his spine <laughs> is hooked up to a hard drive.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> That's right. like yeah. Avatar.
0: You're, oh, you're okay. that was it. No, that was it. It was Avatar. <laughs> they had Cooper Cup in the Avatar, avatar like of tanning of booth, booth of and Josh he was Reynolds. controlling <laughs> Josh Reynolds' body. Yeah.
2: That's the take right there.
0: It's totally That's exactly happened. what happened.
2: We'll Ted Rath has been working with Cooper for the last six weeks training on that avatar machine. We're going to need this. We're going to pull it out when we need it. We're going to put it in the cryo back and we're, this is going to go down. Guys, it sounds far
1: if it wasn't completely <laughs> true. Does,
2: when, when Cooper Cup is running the Josh Reynolds avatar, does, does the avatar
0: run slower though? Does it like come down? <laughs> no,
1: no because it's the body of Josh
0: Reynolds. Todd Gurley. I love Todd really even more after that game. uh, Here's the thing, Robbo. We talked about this early in the season. He's doing what Marcus Peters did. He's he's injured, he's fighting through it. There's Mm -hmm. there's no there's no good answer for it. He's just gotta deal with it. Except they got a CJ Anderson and they never got a CJ Anderson for Marcus Peters at cornerback. Yeah.
2: They did. His, his name was Troy. Troy Hill. Hill.
0: Sure.
2: Kevin Peterson.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They don't eat the gumbo like CJ eats the gumbo.
0: No. Whatever no. that means. Well, okay. hey, serious question. Serious about question. About hey, question. Hey, we get two weeks, and it's tough, man. Because this is a um, it's emotional. It's the Super Bowl. It's all of it. Should Todd Gurley play in the Super Bowl? Yes. Are you going to
2: tell me that Todd Gurley re-injured himself so much in the Dallas game that it affected him this way? Or is it just, he just had a bad game? He, wait, was wait, he, 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 he His knee made his hands go to stone.
0: We're talking about Todd Gurley and CJ Anderson. You're telling me that Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, I'm not talking about like Isaiah Pede, or uh, not. Don't, don't even focus on the Rams. We're not even talking about a random running back. We're talking about Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley mm-hmm. was so bad that he only deserved four rushing attempts in the NFC championship. He was that a week prior. He had 115 yards and a 7.2 average. And you're telling me he was that bad. It's not the injury. You're telling me he was that bad to only get four yeah. carries. Yeah, I think you go out there and you, you finger, slump that finger finger. Foreskin, You foreskin. I'm not sure I agree with you.
2: Are you telling me Todd Gurley's knee injury caused his hands to go to hell?
0: I'm telling you, I do not believe that there's any way that Todd Gurley only gets four carries in the game if it's not because of the injury first. There's no who, way. There's no, Who was on was field the field in the got, final drive? When was the last was time, time Todd Gurley shoot? got four
2: carries? Uh, probably when he was in middle school and he had been out with mono all week and he got back and the coach's like, now nah, he's Todd
0: Gurley of mono. God damn it. Did we just figure it out? <laughs> you know, he could, he
2: could. So here's what I think about what, real quick. About that today. He was on the field at the end of the game. He was up when they tie him field goal and they drove down with a minute and something. He was on the field. Yeah, the first rush of the... Todd Gurley ate uh,
0: cocaine queso, and we're going to miss him for this.
2: Mm. <laughs> all right, Joey, what do you got? We, Joe and I go back up on this one all day.
1: I think it's a mix. I think that he still has the nagging injury, and that's making it psychological. Mm-hmm. Because when he was dropping those passes, it wasn't that he forgot how to catch a pass. It was he was thinking about his knee. And I don't think that he... Yeah. You know, he was 100% locked in because he's worried about getting hurt or he's worrying there's something's happening. <clears throat> we don't know exactly, but he's a Mercurial player a little bit. You know, I felt like at the beginning of last season he was a completely different player than he was at the end of the season. Yeah. And <clears throat> it's 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 mental with him. And I think it's mental with a lot of yeah. running backs. You know, and I think he's just not seeing the game like the way it should be. And it's unfortunate unfortunate with the timing of everything. I mean, it's nice that we have C.J. Anderson, but I think he came back to earth during this game. And it kind of showed us like, okay, well, you know what? We can't rely on C.J. Anderson giving us 120 yards a game. And he's going to put out, what, 47 yards or whatever he got.
2: And that's kind of who he Did is. Did C.J. come back to earth and was Todd injured? Or <clears throat> was it the same or just a good fucking Russian defense? They have been all sure. year. They were sure. the first time we played them. Did they? Yeah, you know, they just had, they just got something that, you know, all
1: AW couldn't
2: couldn't right. counteract.
1: Well, I think the thing you got to think about is going into the Super Bowl, we're going to hear a lot of stuff, and there's going to be so many interviews. But at the end of the day, we're oh. not going to know what's really going on with their plans on how they're going to play Todd Gurley in the Super Bowl. Will well, somebody have the
0: courage other- to just hold a microphone to Todd Gurley's knee and just see what? <laughs> See, alien nine? noises coming out <laughs> when I walk upstairs it sounds like
2: there is a box of rocks what
0: if it's like a, <laughs> a Planet of the Apes where like you hold it up to his <laughs> knee and his knee is like knee not happy mm. <laughs> or or it's just or you
1: just get real close and you can hear it's the Miami Sound Machine gonna be started up.
0: And then, yeah, exactly. I, in what the back, like you,
1: you, you hold the microphone up to his knee,
0: and in the background, for no reason, you hear CJ Anderson, "Oh shit, fried knee, simple <laughs> <laughs> <Super Bowl, laughs> bitch." <laughs>
1: chris christopherson once said and he was in this rolling stone they did a big spread on him a couple years ago so anyways he, he was talking about how um ethan hawk was backstage at some like benefit concert with a bunch of old country guys and he's standing next to like willie nelson and like chris like, you know johnny cash and they're all kind of backstage and toby keith is on stage right and he comes he comes off stage and he like walks past chris christopherson and he's like hey chris don't do any of that like liberal shit and um and Chris Christopherson is like seven years old. It's like, you know, goes up to him and like, say it to my face. It's like, I can have a fight. Like, Ethan Hawke is like, this is amazing. And so, you know, Toby Keith like, walks away and Chris Christopherson walks over to Ethan Hawk and says, That guy did to country music what pantyhose did to finger fucking. Hello. You're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of the Polygon show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.